Hello and welcome to According to John. Today we have another podcast that... So I was asked this question, uh, Pastor John, can you... Can you look at today and read the Bible, and it, does it tell you what's going on today? And I said, well, as a matter of fact, yeah, uh-huh. we <laughs> are there. It does. And so, welcome to According to John. I'm your host, John Westfall. This is my partner, Pastor Duke Herget, uh, the Duke Meister. And today, we're going to answer the question, uh, Can you? does the Bible talk about what is happening now? And, and it does. It's a very specific passage in uh, Matthew that we're going to look at, Matthew chapter 24. So if you open up your Bibles to Matthew chapter 24, we'll start in verse 3. We're going to go through. And uh, as uh, Pastor Duke and I were talking about this, uh, he mentioned something to me that just kind of put me over the top. And I thought, man, we, we have to do the, uh, uh, the podcast on the question because I love what you had told me and so let's open the Lord uh, let's open in prayer and then we will get right into this please sir open us in a word amen let's pray father make this time profitable quicken us make us alive give us us things to share with the listeners that it will help them to awaken them to encourage them to lift them up to educate them so uh, we commit our time to you and pray for help in Jesus name we pray amen amen okay so now, so that because it's so important that we understand this in Matthew chapter 24, verse three, it says, now, uh, as he, Jesus sat on the Mount of Olives, the disciples came to him privately saying, tell us when will these things be and what will be the sign of your coming and of the end of the age. And so guys understand this, that when Jesus comes, it's going to be, uh, things are, are, uh, we call it the end of the age, Right. All it is the end of things as we as we knew it. It's not the end of the world. So so we're not don't get freaked out about that. That's not what it is. So Jesus says, Hey, okay, listen, I'm gonna tell you what the world will look like just before I show up. And then he closes by when he's given these things, that when you see these things, all you know, all these things come to pass. Look up, your redemption draws nigh. And there's a couple areas here that I've never really shared too much in public that I think is going to thrill your heart. It thrilled yours in our it preparation. It did. It did. And I was like, oh my goodness, Let's we got to, yeah, we got to do this. And and also, I want you to notice uh, or to understand that when Jesus talks about when these things, right? So, so uh, listen, as this happens, this is going to be, you know, you can look up into the sky, see when it's going to rain. All likewise, you can look around and see when the end is near. And he says, listen, it's going to come on like birth pains. Yeah. Like Bam. a woman in birth pains, faster and harder. Faster and harder. And oh my goodness, dude, look where we are. 2020, like no other year. Just since uh, May, right? Uh, March. March. Since March. Uh, I, I, I'm almost without words at how upside down we COVID, are. COVID, lockdown, Masks, riots. riots, looting, murder, uh, protecting of those who are rioting, looting, and murdering, and arresting. Election. <laughs> it's, it's, economic world, world economic collapse. Yeah. And no end in sight. And no. Second wave of COVID. But let's get to the text. Here. All right. So here we go. Because the text is that everything is, is on this. And so it says here, in verse four and jesus answered and said to them take heed that no one deceives you because god listen god 
Jesus says, I, I, I'm going to inform you. I want you to know so that you are not tricked. You are not deceived by the devil. And so I'm telling you, take heed, just like Jesus said, that no one deceives you. Then he says, many will come in my name saying, I am Christ and will deceive many. And you will hear of wars and rumors of wars. We, we already hear of wars and rumors of wars. We, I mean, every, you know, Russia, China, America, Turkey. All over the Middle East. Um, North, uh, Syria. North Korea. North Korea. I mean, wars and rumors of wars global all over. And then he says, uh, see that you're not troubled for all these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. So, uh, but, and here's the thing. We have been getting wars and rumors of wars for about two years. Oh, yeah. Like on an intense level, right? I call these general signs. There's always been wars, but the intensity has jacked. And the amount of countries involved has. And the kingdom against kingdom thing that's coming here, that's internal strife within nations. And we've never seen the division in our country that we have now. Right. I and jumped it, ahead. I'm sorry. And every, but you're right. So verse 7 is what he's talking about. It says, for nation will rise against nation. We got that. And kingdom against kingdom, that is internal strife. It's in-house, it's in-house trouble, division. We are seeing that Republicans, Democrats, right? Uh, uh, conservatives, liberals. I mean, we are seeing kingdom against kingdom, in-house strife, yeah, like racial, never. racial division, Raci gender division. Who? Okay, who can do division? Who can do anything about being black? Being born black, nobody. Who can do anything about being born white? Nobody. Nobody. Why are we destroying over something we have zero control over? Why suffer guilt for something we weren't guilty of? Yeah. So kingdom against kingdom. That's what that's talking about. We are seeing it. And it's First. all over the world. It's not just us. The COVID conditions are, I mean, they're rioting and not rioting. They're demonstrating all mm -hmm. across Europe. Hundreds of thousands of people. Trafalgar Square, England, and all over. It, even the, in China now, they're, 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 they're demonstrating and rioting because they're tired of the, yeah. the corrupt regi regime. And, and it's Jesus said to kingdom against kingdom. Here we are. It's in our face. It's in it. Our best is yet to come here. Get yeah. another yeah. verse, John. I know. So I, know. Pumped, I can't stand it. <laughs> I know. So then he says, uh, uh, so <laughs> verse. <laughs> We're going to have fun today. Uh, so verse seven, he goes on. So it's nation against nation, kingdom against kingdom. And it says, and there will be famines. Now, look, just for a minute here, um, because that's only out of everything we're going to talk about, it's the only thing that's not been in America's face yet but it's on the way uh so you have china the floods have come in ruining their their food and, and and so china's starting to look at a famine you are looking at africa in a famine the european nations going africa into really hit like no other with the plagues of locusts oh. and just so much of their food's gone down in the midwest a huge storm wiped out 43 percent of the just two and a half weeks so ago the, here in america yeah in america just at just two or three weeks before harvest uh i was told originally 43 percent of the corn soybean crops in Iowa were lost, plus other areas of the Over country. 10 million acres. And then flooding in the south and the hurricane, just a huge just a huge dent in the world food yeah because because the storms literally have gone through our bread belt what we would yeah, call the bread yeah, belt right yeah. and wiping out so uh then we have we have uh our government telling uh farmers to euthanize their cattle their pigs their chickens because of covid uh and 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 then they're telling farmers to turn over their crops because of covid guys we have famine on lurking right at the door it's right at the door uh cnn and msnbc actually put it on their on their website yeah. so you can google this uh and find it and and it's global so it is global so far for everything we've talked about then he goes on 
Uh, so there'll be famines. That's that, that's coming. It's the only thing not here yet, but it's close. Uh, pestilences, which is diseases, COVID nineteen, global, and earthquakes in various places. Have you ever seen the craziest weather all around the world? As what earthquake in New Jersey this week, South Carolina last week. Yeah. Jesus said earthquakes in different places, places that normally don't have earthquakes. Tornadoes in places that never had tornadoes. Hurricanes. That uh, Look at the news. It says we have a train of hurricanes. When it talks about earthquakes uh, in various places, it's literally talking about crazy weather. Mm-hmm. If, you, if you look at the Greek terminology, it's, it's expressing uh, just ridiculous weather like never seen before. That literally will tear down countries, nations. And and we're seeing it. And when the food supply is changed, people go absolutely nuts. And America's not really faced famine since, you know, the Dust Bowl. And there wasn't total famine there. It was poverty, but there was not too many people starved. Right. But we're, we're there. the world is facing some starvation. And, and one of the things about America is people, for whatever reason, Americans are convinced that we'll never fall. Yeah. Or will oh we're America we always we always recover we always recover, um, the the day is coming where there's not going to be recovery. I think our country was shaken in March, like in April, like never before. Uh, my wife got her gloves on and got her mask on, went into the store, and there was no toilet paper, and there was no bread, and there was almost no meat. And uh, it was and now a, it's like seven eight dollars a pound for meat. Yeah, and so. We are we're facing unprecedented days here in America, but there's something socially which has been happening just kind of a little under, and it's the next verse is going to bring that out. Dude, okay. I, I don't know I'm why I'm so, I'm so excited, not because of what's happening, but because we know we have God's like, listen, I'm not going to leave you ignorant and clueless. Pay attention. Wake. Wake up. This is what we're going to see. <laughs> and we're seeing it. And the good news is I, I don't want people to starve. No. I, that doesn't make no, no, me happy no, at no, all. No. makes me happy that Jesus is coming back. makes me happy that he told us what to look for. And that he's in control. And he's in control. He's, I've been young, I've been old, but I've not seen the righteous forsaken or his seed begging bread. The Lord will provide for the table in the wilderness. But Amen. I'm ready. Yeah. Right, verse, so here we go. So, so that was uh, three through uh, seven. Now we get to verse eight, and it says, all these things are the beginning of sorrows. And so literally what we're seeing is the beginnings of it. But, yeah. but, but listen, those beginnings started happening in March. Now, interesting, a pregnancy is nine months. Okay, any rate, so here we are, and we are, so from March to November is how long? March, April, May, June, July, August, September, Eight months. Eight months. Interesting. That just hit me. Any rate, okay, so, like that's, okay, verse eight. All these things are the beginning of sorrows. Verse nine, nine. Uh, so, 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 uh, uh, three through seven, we see global, and and it has pretty much to do with everything out of our control, politically wrestling, yeah, military yeah. thing, yeah. threats, wars, and rumors of wars, uh, and then it, then the weather, the weather, all the that food, the food supply, yeah. kind of everything pestilence. out of our control. Yeah, it's kind of like something's happening that we've never seen before coming together so big, so fast, and so globally. Right. Now, this next part, though, is all on us. 
Here we go. People. We control this. Or not. <laughs> Verse 9. So, first off, you have to understand, Jesus is talking to the Christian here. He's talking, to, uh, very specific at the moment, he's talking to the disciples. And so, when he says in 9, then they will deliver you up, he's literally saying, then they will deliver the Christian up, the those who are saved or born again, if we're going to keep de- it in, in today's, context. Today's culture, the deplorables. Deplor- yeah, yeah, in today's culture... The Christians are considered the deplorables. At any rate, that's crazy. So it says, then they will deliver you up to tribulation and kill you, and you will be hated by all nations for my name's sake. Um, Christianity has always been under attack. We can't deny that, right? But it has never been in a, under attack on such a global level in every country, including a free, uh, quote unquote, free nation attacked by uh, Islam, attacked by communism, attacked uh, by socialism, uh, attacked uh, the the biblical Judeo Christian family uh, by our um, uh, United States uh, Supreme Court. Uh, so uh, we are politically correct, John, Pastor John. We're politically incorrect. Yeah. But this we're seeing a societal change now of how people think at the core level, and it was prophesied here. Read the next verse or so. This is so good. Okay, so they'll deliver you up for my name in verse 10. And then, and then, many will be offended. Have we ever lived in such a time where people were so offended so easily about nothing and everything and so offended incredibly offended bring me bring me a a puppy so i can pet it and get through this trauma of you disagreed with me oh how about uh i was reading an article uh this was a uh this was i I don't remember exactly when it happened so this guy was changing into a lady and um at this workplace and the the guy that she that he worked with um kept referencing him as he because well he's he always has been he he was born a he raised a he had children because he was a he uh you know worked there as a he and so the the guy that that his his uh um co-worker kept referencing him as a he he got mad took him to court and the judge uh, first off the guy lost his job and uh he had to pay fifty thousand dollars because he couldn't get the pronoun right come quickly lord jesus how easily we are offended right and uh and i was like man why don't you extend anyway so here we go in verse 10 and then many will be offended and many will betray one another. Hey, if you don't wear a mask, call, take a picture, send their picture to this hotline, call in. Mm-hmm. They Families betraying one another, um, uh, society betraying one another. People shutting down because they don't want to take the risk of being hated and so just just settle down. That, that last part of that verse, and they shall hate one another. So verse 10, and then many will be offended, and many will betray one another, and many will hate one another. Have you, uh, the hate that goes on in our society today uh, literally 
uh, befuddles my mind. I cannot comprehend how you can hate me because I'm white. I can't comprehend how you can hate someone because they're black. I can't comprehend how you can hate me because I love Jesus. I can't comprehend how you can hate someone just because they go, no, you want to drive Ford, drive Ford. I'll drive Chevy. Um, and but, literally a simple disagreement. And now it has, it, it instantly escalates into a full on relationships over friendships over. I don't care if your family, you're out of my life, block, uh, uh, hate. I've never seen such a time. And yet Jesus said, that's what it's going to look like right before my return. I'm overwhelmed as I go through this election cycle and I drive around and you turn on the, the, the news and it, it is so heated and it just, there's so much hate and there's pressure for, mail-in ballots that many believe are, are going to skew the election and or, or stop the results of the election from ever really being legally known and just there's just so much drama going on and I, it takes me back to an experience I had back in 1990 uh, we had a couple get saved in our church from Sweden and they invited us to go to Sweden and you and love preach. Sweden been there, uh, been there 19 times, yeah. and a lot, a lot of great Swedish friends, and and some of them are listening into our podcast. So this is an honor of you, Shalin Anneli, and Burian Svenguna, and Magnus, and all hey, these. Hey, Sweden, <laughs> we love you, man. <laughs> There's a lot of great Christian people in Sweden. Uh, they're a minority, but they they stand strong. And, Amen. and Cecilia, love you. She's like my daughter, and Lulu, and all, all the gang. So. I was in Sweden our first time, and it was so much fun, and the, 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 the people were so gracious, and the food is good, and coffee is fabulous, and, and all, you see all the things that are the same, but then we saw some things that were different, uh, not the microwave ovens and the cars and stuff, but the people were, I, I noticed at first, everybody was like really nice, and, and uh, I met a lot of people who were not Christians, and they would listen very politely and ask nice questions, where are you from, do you have family? And I would share little bits of the gospel with them, and they would just smile and and nod. And I thought, boy, they love me, man. They're like right, they're 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 right for the picking, and yeah. and and this is awesome. And uh, you're like, wow, I'm so cool. But then I begin to see uh, I, I be, that kind of stood out to me. And then as I found out more from the Swedish Christian people who know their culture, they said, no, they weren't agreeing with you at all. They were just just didn't want to cause trouble. They just laying low. And I'm thinking, man, Americans, we don't lay low, right. <laughs> especially not in 1990, man. You know, you, 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 let, you think it, whatever you think, you shot it from the mountaintop in our culture. So I go into a, a, a school. I got to speak in the public schools, and I was shocked when I went into the school. Everybody had, like, the same haircut. Everybody had the same outfit on. And uh, they go back five, uh, two years later, and they all had a different haircut, but they all had the same haircut. I went into the lunchrooms in, in the schools in Sweden, and they're like in a library in American school. I'm shocked. And it's like people have opinions, but they don't really share them. They just kind of keep it close. They don't really want to be definitely outside. different. Definitely different than America. Very, very different. Yeah. And uh, I was puzzled by that. And I have a pastor friend there, Shell Anders Iverson, and maybe he'll tune this in. And he sat me down and, and had a long talk with me to explain it. And he did such an excellent job. He's a godly man. I love him to death. And we brought him to America. He preached in our church. And I preached in his church. And and, and Shell explained this to me. He goes, uh, we have a thing in Sweden called the Yanta Log, the law of Yanta. Yanta was a sociologist. And he, his socialism became the political uh, way of life in, uh, in Sweden, a, a democratic socialism. 
uh, the, the, the thinking and behavior, people began to change accordingly. You see, in the American culture, we believe we're endowed by our creator with certain inalienable rights in the pursuit of happiness. So we're in the, we believe everybody's equal, red and yellow, black and white, they're precious in his sight. We're in the starting blocks, the gun goes off, and out we go, man, with all the gusto of life. And we're going to go bigger, better, harder. We're going to work hard. And as we watch uh, American citizens uh, do well in real estate, do well in sports, we applaud that. We applaud that. That's great. Yeah, we encourage it. Yeah, yeah, that's that's how we think. That's how we – and uh, when somebody really achieves the, the greatness. capitalism. Yeah, yes. when we achieve greatness, then we give back to the community. I see a lot of the black athletes that coming out of the uh, the, uh, the ghetto and, and doing really well and – culturally making it and over obstacles and make lots of money and some of them just give back to the community in a huge way and have huge respect for that and so we we applaud that and then then as we get rewarded we we give back that's how we think that's not how they think they think that in, in socialism that this equality thing is not just where we start but it's also where we finish this was hard for me to comprehend, but I was watching it. And so uh, Shell explained it to me as somebody, you know, a Swede, uh, you know, goes to school and they get educated and they launch a business and they do really, really, really well. And they're getting a bigger house and, a, and a, you know, a second Volvo or a second car and doing better. Uh, the society there where we would applaud that, they sort of condemn that. It's like, come back down. Who do you think that you are? So there's this socialism that we start equal, which I'm, I'm cool with that, but then you stay equal and anything extra that you have goes back and should be distributed so you should all kind of stay the same. They kind of take pride that there's not much poverty there because they, they those with would have more come back. So the doctors don't make this much and, and the nurses this much. It's all there's more of an equality there. They get rewarded with extra time off and vacation time. And this is I'm, I'm drinking all this in. I'm watching this. And I have a sense. And because um, what was happening in Europe in, in the 50s started showing up in America in the 60s and what was happening in Sweden in the 70s starts showing up in America in the 80s, uh, you know, the sexual uh, revolution and uh, if it feels good, do it and all that. It, and uh, it's kind of a godless society, abandoning the uh, moral values of, of the Judeo-Christian Western world values. So I, I'm watching this, and I have this sense that that's going to come to America someday. And I'm like, that can't be. You know, America's we we're, we just, if we're thinking it, we say it. We don't hold back. We're, we applaud uh, Ingenuity. Success. We applaud being yeah. different. We applaud... Oh, I never heard anybody say, come back down. Who do you think you are? If, if my church grew, uh, I, I'm thrilled that God allowed the church to grow. I'm not better than anybody because my church grew bigger than I thought it would. Uh, and I'm not condemning somebody uh, who didn't see that kind of growth. It's just something that God did, and I'm celebrating what he did. I'm not taking credit for it, but it's a different world. And I knew it would come to America, and what would that look like? And I started to feel this. In uh, the 2016 election uh, cycle, I was on the road traveling. I literally was in Alaska, Seattle, uh, 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 well, I know you're Ohio, Texas. I was in Vegas. I uh, 
Did you win any money in Vegas? National Park Vegas, not gambling (laughs) Vegas. Come on, Johnny. And um, that was one sin that that I I didn't really get addicted to gambling. Like the only sin that I wasn't really super guilty of. Um, (laughs) And I was in. It was actually was in. How guilty do you got to be to be guilty? Super guilty or just (laughs) just guilty? I broke the whole law. (laughs) And I wound up the night of the election in um, Cape Cod of all places. I was doing a conference there, and. That whole time on the road, I saw one Hillary sign. It was an anti-Hillary sign in Pennsylvania, huge billboard. She had a Pinocchio nose. And then I was in Cape Cod the day of the election, and I saw two Hillary uh, signs, just little simple lawn signs. That's all I saw having traveled across America. That is so different than how it always been in other election cycles. And I see the same now. I'm seeing quite a few Trump signs, but I'm not seeing any Biden signs. And I'm not here to promote a candidate or or anything. I'm just here to say that society... It's changed. It's changed. You know, we, so Sherry and I took off on the motorcycle. We go out to South Dakota and we're, you know, 5,000 miles almost in, in, uh, in 10 days and, and all the way out there and all the way back. And I can tell you this, um, we probably saw two or three Biden signs the whole time out there and back. Now we saw more Trump signs, but not that many, but not that many, not what normally you see signs everywhere. And, and now though, now you're right that the the yanta log has come to america has come to america and here's the reason why because this anger and this hate and even violence now is 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 erupting somebody calls me on the phone and i'm I'm pretty outspoken guy (laughs) people have known me through the years people call me on the phone they start asking me political questions i don't know who they are i'm not going to give them the answer i'm just going to blow them off because I I don't want my house to be targeted and yeah, my, you don't my want beautiful trouble. wife and, yeah. and, and my children and grandkids who live upstairs in, in our place now. I don't want them to be subjected to possible harm because of a political or moral view that I hold. And so I'm just going to kind of lay low on this stuff. And, uh, you know, I'll show up and let my voice be heard in November uh, where it counts. So you're practicing the Yonta lot. I am. I'm sort of ashamed of it, but it's it's a total tight. It's in a social tidal wave that has come through our country this past, I'll say, four years, yeah. maybe five. But it is now the dominant spirit. That's why you hear constantly in the media, especially in the conservative uh, approach to media, the silent majority. Mm-hmm. We have been sort of silenced, and we've been kind of push down but now we've seen antifa coming into restaurants uh an elderly couple i saw i think it was in pittsburgh they came in and just screamed oh, in the face of these well they ate their food drank their drinks drank their coffee, turned their table them, over oh. f-bombed them and it's it was like horrible. that silent majority might be waking up and i've had a chit chat with my bride i'm 66 years old man but i think there's She's one 35 f- <laughs> yes <laughs> going to be 35 there's something inside of a man there's a trigger that we have and this this uh silent majority that i'm hoping is a, a majority I, I don't know the mainstream media says that we're not a majority well you know you you talk about the yanta log uh and when you mentioned that to me earlier my brain immediately went that's america how about this for yanta log we go into the supermarket walmart tar go into any store even even go into a gas station or whatever 
And nobody talks to anybody because nobody knows where they stand with the mask. And so if you go in without a mask, you don't say anything. If you go in with a mask, you don't say anything because we don't want to stir up problems. And so we're quiet. The, the, as, as, you were, as you were telling me about the Yanta log, I was thinking of my, my own position. And, and the truth is, I'm in that somewhat too. And I'm a guy that, listen... I will talk until you want to throw down. I don't care. Like, I'm not, you know, it, it makes zero difference. I mean, yes, I'm a pastor, uh, but I have no problem going wherever it, it wants to go. And, and now, though, I, people will say something, and I'm like, it's not worth the argument. I just shut up. Yeah, it's, it's not a hill that I want to die on. Yeah. So I'll just, I'll set back, I'll, I'll sit low on these things. And that, that's a complete change for me. But you know, it's but, kind of that but, balance but, between wise as a serpent and, and harmless, harmless as, as a dove. dove. But things have definitely and completely changed. I think COVID has really brought this to our face. Every time we walk out the door, mm -hmm. every yeah. time. And you were talking about how uh, uh, lawlessness. Let's get back to the scriptures real quick on this one. Because in verse 10, it says, many will be offended. We see that. Yep. And they'll betray one another. We see that, uh, right? There's no, there's no honor among thieves. They'll betray one another, uh, and will hate one another. Well, we're seeing the hate that's coming out like never before, never before. And then it goes into eleven. Then many false prophets will rise up and deceive many. In other words, there's going to be a lot of people rising up, telling a lot of lies, and people are going to believe it. Yeah. And then, verse twelve, and says. Because lawlessness will abound. Lawlessness. Focus on that for a moment. It is Holy abounding. God. And it started, you know, sanctuary cities. And I know there's a social side to that. Oh, we want to be good to the immigrants. Yeah, I want to be great to the legal immigrants. I want them to come to America like my forefathers did. Absolutely. And work their the legal butts way. off and get the, their kids right, educated right. legally. But now it's brought in a whole other thing. And then if you're not... So you have the sanctuary, that's lawlessness. And sanctuary states, uh, that's lawlessness. We have laws on the books that we're not going to, we're not going to enforce. We're going to, we're not going to enforce any of our, our, our government, our government, I mean, our, our governor Cuomo, he's, he's as big of a criminal as the one who comes in. Listen, he's harboring fugitives. He's giving away tax money to support people that are breaking the law and, and nobody's stopping him from breaking the law and just opening up the prisons and letting con uh, and then they wonder why the crime rate is up 300 percent in yeah. new york city in the and nobody's nobody yeah nobody's stopping people from breaking the law so when the law is practicing lawlessness what do you think the people are going to practice mm -hmm. and they're emboldened they are emboldened and encouraged and if you get caught you'll be released yeah and and cuomo even said i stand with the uh, with the protesters mm -hmm. yeah. rather than standing on the law that you were uh, hired to to defend and protect then it goes on and and so it says uh, lawlessness will abound and the love of many will grow cold people don't love people like they used to and and i think one of the things that they're using for their big uh, uh tool is covid because now everybody wears a mask and you can't socially distances you can't everybody becomes a robot uh, you can't see the smile, so the mask dehumanizes people. All you see is eyes. You don't know who's who. You can't even, even when you deal with them, you don't know them uh, because you 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 don't even know what they look like. If you see them again, you would never recognize them. Uh, listen, there are people that I know, and 
Uh, I go, I think I, oh no. Oh, wait, wait. Do I, I, I know that. But the mask separates us so we don't even talk anymore. That love of many will wax cold. I just think back of the world I grew up in. We all knew our neighbors. We did. We were neighborly. Uh, we had little neighborhood block parties. Everybody knew one another in the neighborhood. Today, you ever see the movie The Sandlot? That was our neighborhood. <laughs> Only 50 times. Right? That, but that, that was, was our world. That was our world that yeah. we grew up in. Yeah. And uh, um, the love of many will wax cold. People don't know their neighbors today. People call the law on their neighbors today because your dog is barking. We didn't even have leash laws in those days. They, dogs were neighborhood dogs. Somebody mainly fed them. but And, you know, I guess maybe a few people got bit, but not too bad. Right. <laughs> I, I liked it better then. Uh, so the love of many is wax cold. The, the percentage of people in rest homes back when I was a child was so small because families were there families took taking care of, care of right. one another. Right. And there's a time and place for that for sure, but not like it is today. Love you, of many has waxed cold. Families don't even get together with families anymore. There's no, there's no coming together because uh, society, the, 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 the Yanta log has separated humanity. Just come back down. Who do you think you are? Don't try to get ahead. Just keep your thoughts to yourself. Live in your private little we world. We better all stay the same. Stay the same. Don't don't let your thoughts be known. You can have your thoughts, but keep them to yourself. Uh, and, and, and and if you and here's the interesting thing that you haven't mentioned yet, and we're, we're gonna I want to mention it real fast. Uh, the interesting part about that is if you don't stay equal, if you keep trying to push yourself forward in front of someone else if you uh, uh speak uh in a way that's not politically correct if you practice things that are not politically correct uh under the yanta log you are cast out nobody yeah. talks yeah. to you nobody i mean you're done in society let me flesh this out like i've had some swedes explain it to me that we're christians and they believe in the same judeo moral values that we do and they are minority there in and in, in i've had other europeans say it's the same all over europe but my i've been there in sweden like 19 times so those, those are that's my that's my adoptive country i love those people right so you have a we sexuality uh, we have moral boundaries. You know, sex is before marriage is called fornication, and sex outside of marriage is called adultery. And then we have, uh, you know, homosexual issues and all of that. But we have a value system that has been passed down for, for centuries in Sweden uh, and, and all, the, all around the world. And now, even in America, sexuality is not viewed as a moral issue, it's viewed right. as a, uh, a bodily function. You know, if you're hungry, you. You eat. If you're thirsty, you get a drink. If you're tired, you sleep. Uh, that if you have that sexual... comes from uh, Gnosticism. Mm -hmm. The body is separate from the spirit, so the body can do whatever just, it wants yeah. to do. And that's right. It feels good to do it. And the Gnostics would teach that so that people wouldn't live a godly life. Uh, well, keep your spirit clean, but you can do whatever you want with your body because the two are separate. So here's what it looks like. Um, a Christian family... Uh, in Sweden, uh, raises their children and with the same values that I raise my children with, and they go to school and they're taught very differently. And they cannot have, even in a private school, a uh, different curriculum. This is mandated by the government to all schools. So the kids, missionary fr uh, friends that had children there in Sweden, uh, had children they didn't want to be taught these things. And so they view it, and, and these are not evil people, it's just a system that has the Yanta log. Right. So it's here's an how, evil system. Here's how the system fleshes out. Uh, 
the children are taught that sexuality uh, is just part of how we're being as, as humans. Animals have sexual desires. People have sexual desires. So act you don't them out. know. Yeah, you don't know if you're heterosexual or homosexual. You just you just are who you are. And so what is healthy is when you have a desire, you you meet that desire. If you have an attraction to the uh, uh, you say uh, a 13 year old girl or 12 or 14 and you have an attraction to this little this boy your age or two years or five years older just go home and so it's very common for uh, students will come home on the school bus with one another and the parents are oftentimes paralyzed with fear because you know I don't like what's happening here but uh, they're bound by this so the parents feed them dinner and the kids go, you know, 7, 7.30, they go into the bedroom and just experiment things that they learn in school, sexual activity. And no then, way! Yeah, and then in the morning, they get up and uh, go back to school, and uh, that's, that's just commonly practiced. And the parents are horrified, of course. And here's, here's how it's been explained to me, that if a, if a parent tries to uh, stop that activity and say, you're not in my house. No, you're too young and, uh, you're not of age and no, you're not, that's fornication. We're no can do. Uh, I mean, if they can sneak out and do stuff, I mean, that's been happening forever, but you're not going to do it with a parental blessing. And I think the parents' hearts aren't so much to bless that, but they're paralyzed by fear to do anything about it, and they don't stop it, and it happens. So the kids come out in the morning, they have just sexually active, and then they go back to school, and they might do it with different people during the week or you know, have a friends, and sexuality is just treated. Now, here's the part that really gets scary. This is what brought missionaries off of Scandinavian mission fields. If the child gets offended by the parent and says no, uh, uh, or they go back to school the next day and speak to the guidance counselor and say, hey, our parents uh, wouldn't let us have, let us be um, together and have sex together last night. And that in, in, in their worldview is that's, that's sexual harassment on the part of the parent towards the child. And that child can be taken out of that home with police escort and put up in their own little ho- their own hotel or small apartment. And, um, the parents could be ostracized by the community. It could be in the paper. It could be in the news that the parents are guilty of, 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 of child sexual abuse by trying to hinder their children from being sexually active at a young age. And I've had missionaries that just had to just with broken heart leave the field and say, we'll give our, we'll sacrifice our lives on, on the mission field, uh, but we're not going to alter or offer our children on the sacrifice of moral impurity. So they, and in order to live there, they have to comply, comply or leave. Yeah. And a lot of our Swedish Christian friends are really, uh, this is very, very frightening for them. It's very, very frightening. And, uh, Hey, the Lord is with them is, is with us and gives them grace and works in the hearts. Of a lot of these, but, but you Christian can, you kids. can clearly see uh where the uh uh the yanta yanta log yeah the, the yanta log, log. Yanta. yeah uh you can see where and even even letting kids do whatever they want to do right parents can't you can see that's that's on the horizon man that's coming our way yeah california just legalized pedophilia uh, to some degree i'm not sure all the details of the law but just last week they just uh, uh made uh certain parts of pedophilia uh uh Okay, and that's that's going to be the next wave morally. Right. Oh yeah, well, because it, it's being pushed pretty heavy uh, right now. Is well, hey, listen, if you can, if you legalize 
uh, transgenderism and protect that, you need to protect us too because we can't control who we who we are attracted to. Yeah, they'll say the same thing. Well, that's how God made us. Right. You're attracted to people over 18 and we're we're so people younger they came out with a, a a doll about a month ago since then they've pulled it off the shelves um i'm trying to think of the name of the doll but um uh what it did was you know like if you push its belly it would giggle and oh yeah you know and and say whatever well this doll you the the button to get the doll to speak back uh, was between the legs. Oh, boy. So you would have to push the, you'd have to reach in between the legs and push the button. And the first, the first, before the, before the doll would say anything, it would go, oh, yeah. Sick. And so you know what it's doing is training children that this is pleasurable and good while parents freaked out and they have since pulled it off of the shelf but you can google that and it'll come up a uh, 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 doll with with button between the legs and uh, i can't remember it looks like a little troll doll is what it looks like but um but think about that right yeah. and and there was well there were some parents that they were told about this in the store and and one of the moms said don't buy that doll look what it does and and the lady said uh the lady said well my granddaughter wants it and what my granddaughter wants i get and so she didn't care how inappropriate this doll was as long as her granddaughter got what her granddaughter wanted and all she was doing is teaching her granddaughter uh to to succumb to pedophilia and you see this new social norm this new political correctness this new morality is taking the old morality the judeo-christian morality and making us criminal for that yeah. And, and hateful. That. We're hateful. I saw that in Sweden back in the Intolerance. 90s. And then I, now I'm seeing it here in our country, which kind of biblically kind of circles back around. Uh, one of the signs of the times from the book of uh, Jude said it, in the time of the end, just prior to the, to the return of Christ, the whole book of Jude is about the return. He said uh, it, things will be just like Sodom and Gomorrah in yeah. the cities about them. Yeah, Jude, Jude is very clear about that. And so with this secular society, a, a mora sexuality is totally separate from morality. And when we want to strap on our, uh, our uh, archaic moral values on these people's bodies and condemn them because they're different from us, now we are the deplorable, the unredeemable. We're the bad guys. and But the scriptures told us that it would be that way we're going to be hated and we're going to be handed over and uh they're going to kill us and hate us all for the namesake yeah. of jesus and what he stands for and, is, and you're seeing that i'm so overwhelmed by this having been to sweden in 19 i've been there many many times i love it they're great people but uh to see how that thinking that was so foreign to me in 1990 is now mainstream in our society we see it with the election we see it on moral issues and it's just people just laying low on it for fear of persecution for fear of loss i know my wife was a the young public, taught public school in a local uh, well-known local school district and she just had to keep her faith her moral views and her uh her political views just quiet because yeah. you could lose everything yeah so all we talk about is the weather 
and yeah. and we don't even talk about family anymore we don't talk about because yeah. nobody wants to know what family is has fallen off the deep end and then say something that could be offensive so yeah. we'll just talk about the weather and roll on which is divisive it separates because there's nobody growing close or all growing cold um uh, and and it's been said and we we know it to be true that uh what is uh what is outrageous for this generation will be the norm be the standard for the for next. the next yeah, yeah and and we're seeing that we saw my wife saw she teaches sixth grade and she's had a sixth grade boy that came back to school the following seventh grade as a girl and that really lit up our school district and it's like okay some new questions arise where does this person uh go go to potty and it, was and it changed thing. it oh. And it, it just, uh, so it cost, uh, and it, what happened, people divided over it. The, the whole community is, is, is you know, divided and, and, and angry, and people just don't want to subject their children to this, and other people want to pretend that this is normal. It would, I find absurd as a parent that, uh, uh, that parents would allow a 12-year-old uh, child to have a sex change operation. I'd get them therapy first yeah. and uh, have a good Bible study program and work with this child's uh, needs to begin to build their self-esteem because uh, it's just like, holy cow, the world is turned upside down. But then the prophets, Jesus, the apostles told us, they told us. what yeah. to expect mm -hmm. just before the return of Christ. And so, Johnny, every one of these... Are here not this one and not that that's one. the thing every one of these i was talking to someone the other day well when they asked a question right yeah. and and i was like yeah. uh so the question was hey can you read in the bible uh, uh what's happening today and i go we can we can and i opened the bible up right there and we talked about it and, and i looked and i said hey guys here's the thing as we're as we were talking through it i said um you know it's not like it's one thing or another this is everything in the order in the order like so jesus said hey this is what's going to happen boom 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 two thousand years ago 20 2200 years ago uh jesus says this is what's going to happen then we look at it and guess what this is what's happening in the exact order that he said it would happen but then he goes on in 12 he says because lawlessness will abound the love of many will be grow cold but endure right endure and then in verse 14 he says and this gospel of the kingdom will be preached in all the world as a witness to all the nations and then the end will come and do you realize that there is nowhere that this gospel hasn't been preached in all the world mm -hmm. yeah so what technology has so, uh, enabled that to happen so so here's the question we're looking at this this is what jesus said the end days will look like and this is exact i mean this is you would have thought he wrote this yesterday yeah. okay but it was not it was like 22 21 2200 years ago that he wrote this and it's global. It's in every country in the world. There is no place that is not experiencing everything that we are just talking about. And, and so here's the question then. Other than the famine, other than the famine coming to America cause it's, and, and some other countries, other than the famine, and by the way, it's on its way. They're talking, other than the famine, there is nothing that has not happened that he said would happen. And we say the famine in the rest of the world, it's, it's already happened. Mm -hmm. You know, there's 
one billion people on the planet that aren't Americans. Right. There's three billion, and famine's already been there. And the last bastion of non-famine would be us. Would be us. And now it's it seems. And, to but be we're seeing it. At, we're at seeing it. Uh, 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 yeah, it's it's quickly approaching. So so here's the reality. Matthew chapter 24. Go and read it. Read it from one all the way through. What you're going to find is that not only did Jesus lay it out at what we could look at and see is coming as the end days, and we are living it right now. Like there's not a person in the world that would deny any of this happening. Whether they agree or disagree, you can't, uh, of what's happened with what's happening, you can't deny it is happening. And then he goes, he goes on and talks about the tribulation. He goes on and talks about uh, uh, the return. I mean, he, he, oh my, read Matthew chapter 24. And so the, to answer to the question, um, can you read in the Bible what's happening today? Yes, Matthew chapter 24. Read it. Share it. Tell someone because it is on our doorstep. And I didn't know about the Yontalog, but man, thank you so much for sharing that. Uh, we are here, guys. The end is here. Everything that we, we have thought of or that we but know is here. Pastor John, the end is near, but not for us. That's the beginning. It's the beginning. You, we, we go home, bro. <laughs> we, we win this thing. We win. Jesus is king. He told us how it would be, and here it is in our face. But, yeah. man, fear not. Fear not. Fear not. Just, for I have overcome the world. Things. Yeah. We see it coming. I think we should have a, a level of preparedness. Yeah. We have a little, nice little pantry, some backup systems, some little security issues. You know, just to, we live out in the country, so we're kind of in a safe place. But you know what? I'd be a little bit nervous if I lived in a in a city with what could be coming and the the signs when those crops are yeah. are destroyed in the field by flood, by wind, by uh, by drought. That's food that the world needs. That's not here. Not here. And uh, China is in huge trouble. And uh, and Africa even and even if it even if it uh, uh, just to put it in perspective, it takes a year to recover. Yeah, uh, it takes a good year minimum. And then you have what you needed that you didn't have, and there's not a world food reserve any longer. There was for years. Yeah, but now there's no catch up. There's, there's nothing no, to get you there. No and so, how long can you go without food? You better be getting some food in your pantry. Yeah, yeah. Use the system while the system's still working. But yep. uh, be ready for such an hour as you think not the Son of Man cometh. Amen. Well, I hope that that answered your questions. Uh, I know that sometimes it can get scary when we look at this stuff, but don't let it scare you. If you know Jesus, then you know, and he knows, and he will take care of you. If you don't know Jesus, you might want to rethink where you're at. Uh, give your life to Christ. It's quite simple. All you got to do is believe that Jesus died on the cross for your sins. He conquered death and hell. He's at the right hand of the Father today, and he's the only way to heaven. And if you do that, Jesus says, you put your faith in him, he becomes your savior, your God, and he will deliver you. So no need to live in fear. I hope that you like, subscribe, and follow this. And if this helps you, it may help someone else. So you make sure you share it with someone else. God bless you. Have a great day.